What's up, everybody? This is Majet from Diva Girl Tribe, and you're listening to the Diva Girl Radio Podcast, the show that connects, supports, educates, and empowers people who want fun, unique, and diverse experiences in their lives and businesses. Hello, everyone. Thank you for being here. You could have been somewhere else doing something else, but you decided to tune in. So for that, I'm truly grateful. I'm so excited to welcome our fabulous guest today, Jill Cruz. Now, let me tell you about this fabulous lady, Jill Cruz. She is a board-certified nutrition specialist and the owner and the founder of Win Weight Loss Work With Your Nature. This is a company whose goal is to empower women to get off the weight loss treadmill and stop suffering needlessly. She wants to change the culture of weight loss for women to a journey of self-love, self-care, pleasure, curiosity, and lasting success. Now, folks, let's welcome Jill. Thank you so much. That that was by far the best introduction I've ever gotten in any event I've ever attended or, or spoken oh, So thank you. <laughs> no, well, thank you for being here and for saying yes to um, to our little radio show. So thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm super, super happy to be here and I love, love, love your mission. And I'm just I just am really excited to be a part to be in your atmosphere, so to speak, you know. <laughs> Yeah, well, thank you. That's very kind of you to say. Um, now, I'm curious, right? Like, I love this mission that you have and what your company stands for. And it is definitely unique in a way that, you know, that's not what we see out there a lot of times. What, we, what I see out there is like shame, right? Um, you're not doing this. You're not doing that. You should do this. You should do that, right? And a lot of times... Um, what we see out there are actually stuff that are geared towards helping men, right? To lose weight or to, you know, the workouts out there, the nutrition out there, it's like more focused on, they say it's for women too, but it's it's really not, right? It's like based on males and for the most part. So anyways, I'm gonna digress and like, I, I love, basically what I'm saying is that I love what your mission is and how you're approaching weight loss. So. Can you please tell us a little bit more about it? What inspires you to do what you do? What's your end goal? Thank you so much. Yes, it is. Uh, it's actually quite terrible. Uh, and I could go on and on about that. Uh, I, I think if I could quickly summarize it, uh, I would say that uh, the entire weight loss industry, which is a multi-billion dollar industry, I think it's 80 or $90 billion a year, that uh, is made. Uh, yeah, it's it's um, very profit driven. Uh, the 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 goal of ninety nine point nine percent of the weight loss programs out there is for a person to lose weight quickly, and ideally to gain it back. So that uh, because yes, what what happens is if I lose weight on your program, I feel like hey, you helped me, and then if I gain the weight back. I don't blame you, I blame myself. It's my fault I gained the weight back. Not not the program, it was was me, I was bad, I ate too much, I didn't st- stick to the program. That's fundamentally flawed from the part of the 
person who wants to lose weight and be healthy, right? That's a big problem. Uh, from the weight loss program's perspective, it's absolutely fabulous that, you know, you're going to come back because it worked the first time, it's going to work again. So there, the, the system is designed for us to fail. And so what I've created is um, the system says to you, like you said, there's something wrong with you. And if you do my program, then, then we'll fix you. Uh, and the problem is that you have extra body fat on your body. That's the problem. The way that I come at it is actually the extra body fat is a symptom of probably a couple of problems. <laughs> and so we come at it from the perspective of permanent weight loss. How can I help you lose weight the last time? That's my that's my entire mission in life because I it's painful. It, it, and the thing is, the whole industry is, it not only does it not work, it causes damage. And there is so much research, Maria, like if you look into obesity management and physicians who are really, you know, studying this and researchers, um, diets cause weight gain. So the way that the system is, is working right now is, is really, it doesn't work. So we have to go at it a different way, which is what are the circumstances that are fostering that have what's has created this environment where your body wants to hold on to body fat what is causing that let's look at that and figure that out so that your body just kind of naturally wants to let go of the body fat it doesn't want to hold on to it anymore it's a totally different approach and it has to include uh, what do you enjoy eating, Maria? What do you, how do you enjoy getting physical activity? What's your lifestyle? What are your genetics, your hormone? You know, it, it has to be personalized as well. And, and you have to like, you have to like what you're doing or it's not going to be sustainable. So that's a few things. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's very, you know, like you're being really transparent here. If like, you know, like, um, um, we're starting with, what's out there, it's a system that is, wants you to fail, right? It's like, uh, and, uh, and it's a, weight loss is a multi-billion dollar business, right? And it all comes down to um, making money for, for like this, this companies that are out there promoting diet, which actually is causing us to gain more weight. Um, yeah. And then you went into this, you know, um, how what we are oh, is it calories or fat or you know a, different ways of burning or we our bodies we're not all the same it can't be just one thing works for everybody you know which is what we hear out there a lot right yeah um but instead focusing on you yourself right and looking into like you know like understanding who you truly are um and, and I just don't hear the physical part, like under sure, understanding the hormones, how you're, you know, and, and all that other stuff, like the chemicals and stuff in your body, but also understanding you yourself personally, like what makes you happy? What brings you joy? What, you know, what are the reasons why, right? Like, um, and, and as a trauma therapist, I go to like, you know, like what, why would you binge, right? Like, let's go tap into that. Right. And why, you know, and it's like, it's really personalized. It's really personal. The weight loss journey, it's personal. Yeah. 
And it's also my, my approach is about abundance rather than lack. So we are taught restrict your calories, you know, punish yourself at the gym. It's a very, like you said, male dominated system. And we work predominantly with women. Uh, I'm not going to try to pretend to understand men as well as I understand women. <laughs> um, but, you know, we kind of, we scrimp and we scavenge and we restrict and we get smaller and smaller and I can't eat that and I can't eat this and that's bad for me. And it's very lack. It feels lacking. It feels restrictive. Whereas I'm saying, no, let's expand. Let's, let's come at it with a sense of abundance of how can I, how can I nourish? I know it's cool, right? How can I nourish the being, not just the physical body? That's important, right? You know, making sure that I get the right nourishment for my body, but how can I nourish my mind and my spirit and nourish my environment? It's all about nourishment. And that feels expansive. It feels like, oh, well, okay, what can I do? Can I add to my life to make my body, you know, work better? Not, oh, you, you know, you can't eat this and you can't eat that. Like, that's just, it's, nobody likes that. Punishment. You're yeah. Not, yeah. It's like, it's like punishment. You're right. It's like, you know, it's like, if you look at it, like, okay, you can only have this much calories, right? And if you, you add that, you have to punish yourself and go to the gym longer and more. And then also even the intermeat, intermittent dieting, right? It's like, it's also restrictive. It's like, oh, you can't eat from this time to this time. And then it's like, all you want to do is eat at this, like you're hungry, right? And then, but for you, it's like coming from a place of like love. I'm sorry, but it sounds love to me, right? Like, it's like, I, I love myself and I'm listening to myself. Therefore, I'm going to nourish my body. And you, and then when you're looking at it that way, you're right. It's like, you're coming from a place of abundance, right? And, and not from a place of, from a space of lack or restriction or punishment. Yeah. And I, I like to think of it. I have a couple of little things that I talk about. Like I talk about it as a context. Or you could say it's a paradigm. So the current weight loss industry is a paradigm. It's 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 actually so pervasive that we don't even notice that we're all swimming in the waters of this culture of shame, as you said, right? Shame, blame, guilt, uh, lack. You know, making myself wrong, and that I call that that's a fear-driven paradigm. It's that you're you're steeping in this context of fear. What I'm creating, and I'd love for people to come join me over here, is this context that's based in love. It's it's a totally different approach. It's kind. It's you know I think we're it's we've been trained to be mean to ourselves. We need to be kind and compassionate and forgiving to ourselves. It's the only way we're going to move forward. So I like to talk about gardens as analogies, um, and you know the way I think of it is. If you had a garden and the plants were not healthy, right? You had plants growing there, but they're kind of wilted or brown or, you know, kind of not that you expected them to grow to eight feet, but they only grew to two feet, right? And you would look at that garden and you would say, well, what can I do to change that garden? Now, the weight, if we use that as an analogy of how the weight loss industry would approach it, right? So we're, we're the plants, right? As human beings. Let me just cut off some of the leaves. Not, well, what's the soil doing? Yeah. Is there enough sunshine? Is there enough water? Is there enough love to that plant? 
no, let's just cut off some of the leaves and and maybe the plant will be better. That's what weight loss is right now in our country. And it's completely backwards. And it's, it's ignoring the obvious. Uh, you know, let's nourish the soil. Yeah. It's like the root cause, right? Like, yeah. let's look at the root cause of why, you know, like why isn't it um, thriving, right? Like um, instead of like, okay, let's get rid of the signs or symptoms. Like, I can't help but go into like um, the healthcare system too, right? But we're yeah. not going to dive too much into that. But it's like, you know, it's like, let's let's give them a pill, right? Yeah. But let's not look at the root cause of it. It's like, and you talking about that garden and, you know, and if it's not thriving, like we look at like, oh, what can I do to, you know, figure out, what do I need to figure out to, you know, have this plant, you know, bring some flowers or some fruits and not just, Cut off the the dead part. Yeah. There, that doesn't solve the problem. It doesn't solve the problem. It just right. gets rid of that one part, but then it can't come back, right? And it does. And it does. <laughs> For most people, it does, unfortunately. So it, it has to be a complete paradigm shift. There's there's no other way, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. And I've I figured this out. I, Maria, I'm, not, I'm a board-certified nutritionist. I'm a certified coach. I've spent the past five and a half years of my life thinking about this every day. I mean, I I am passionate about it, and I I believe I, I've really kind of figured out a lot of stuff. And I and I, it's kind of like you know, if you bought a house and and you really really tried to fix up that house, but it kept causing you all these problems, and it ends up being this money pit. After a while, you just say, maybe I'll just level the house and build a new one <laughs> you know like i feel like that's where we're at with the the current approach to weight loss needs to be leveled it needs to be just put away it's it's not working oh man we need to really put you on stage and like say it louder with a big bullhorn and like <laughs> tell the world right like we need to sh shift this paradigm because i'm sorry i still hear this on other podcasts um on like you know and uh, uh reels on instagram social media still bombards us with this message that of shame yeah right instead of this message that you have like let's look at it a different way let's look at it from a space of love how can we love ourselves more and 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 you know successfully get to a healthy place that we want to be in physically right which will also affect mentally emotionally and all that other and spiritually yeah 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 I, I kind of think of it as like three systems like there's the internal biological system and then there's the nervous system which is of course part of the biological system but i i kind of call it mindset i i you know to simplify it so you have your internal biological system which is your hormones your genetics your digestive function, maybe someone has a lot of inflammation, right? But the mindset is also part of that. And then and then the third piece is the environment, your external environment. Who are you spending your time with? What are you surrounding yourself with? What's in your kitchen? Is there is there a Peloton in your dining room? Who cares? You know, if you're using it, put a Peloton in your dining room. Like we have to set our external environment up for success we have to nourish the internal environment and heal it, really. Um, but the mindset is very important. The, the, I, I like to say that um, the nervous system 
is the most important factor in whether or not you lose weight or not. Nobody, nobody talks about that. It's all up to your nervous system. Your nervous system kind of controls everything. And I use the example that, that you know, for people is like, have you ever had goosebumps? A million times. We've all had goosebumps. It's immediate. It's immediate. That's how our nervous system is everywhere. And it's watching everything and it's controlling everything. So if your mindset is full of shame and guilt and, and not being able to forgive yourself, that is literally affecting the function of your nervous system, which is going to affect your hormones and your neurotransmitters and your immune system, you know, all of that stuff. So it's got to be a multifaceted approach. And when you do that, you can achieve uh, lasting weight loss, permanent weight loss. If you do it, you know? Yeah. Girl, you're speaking my love language here. The nervous (laughs) system, it's not being talked about enough, right? Like the nervous system is such an important part of the whole of of a human being, of a person. Um, And it's like, yeah, and this is something that um, shows up a lot in, in my work, right? As a trauma therapist, like the nervous system, when we're dysregulated, right? Everything else is affected, right? Mm-hmm. Your diet, your sleep, the way you interact with people, right? The way you love yourself, you show up for yourself. You show up for, it's like the nervous system, you know, when it's affected, if it's not regulated, then everything else is affected and dysregulated. So my question for you is that, do we start there, right? Like you talk about these three systems, right? The internal biological system, which are the hormones, the gut health, right? and so much more other stuff. And then the nervous system, and then you have the environment factors, right? Like, um, like I'm just curious, is there a start or or is there no start? And, and if there's a start, where do you start? I Again, it has to be personalized, but I one think, of the, right, right. In, in my opinion, one of the easiest and you know, we have a, a, our program is actually a year long program. Some people do six months, but we really encourage most of our clients to commit to a full year. And we usually start with what can we add to nourish your body? It seems like a, it's a friendly way to start. Um, it's kind of fun too. like, oh, you mean you're not going to tell me that I have to stop eating ice cream and cookies? No, we're right. having a talk. We're not going to say that to you. Eventually, you're going to say it to yourself. We're we're not even going to say it to you. <laughs> yeah. But Aww. what can you add? What can you add that's nourishing for your body that you like? You know, so some people they don't like to eat meat, so you know, have fish, right? Like some people don't like fish. Whatever, it doesn't matter. We can always find a long list of nourishing foods, nutritious foods that we can start adding into the diet. And I think that's a wonderful place to start. I will say that um, if somebody has trauma and uh, I know there's big T and little T and you know varying degrees of trauma, we all have some, <laughs> but um, you know, if somebody has, let's say unaddressed trauma, it's not, they're not really um, doing that kind of work. I think our work becomes a thousand times more difficult in, in our program. So. Generally, uh, when people are working with a, a psychotherapist or some, you know, a trauma specialist or whatever that person needs, uh, it's very symbiotic. The relationship is symbiotic, and and um, without that piece, you know, we're not therapists; <laughs> we're coaches. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that that piece of um, addressing the trauma is, for some people, that may have to be the first step. 
before they can even begin to think about adding. But not everybody, you know, again, everybody's different, but um, I always like to start with adding and not taking away. Um, And yes, um, usually that biological system first. Um, Mindset, you know, but some people, it's it's the environment. It really depends. It really Right, right. One of the aspects of environment that is so important is planning. And it's very simple. Again, it's something you could add. So you know what? Right now, we're not even going to worry about exactly what you're eating every day. Can you plan to go shopping on the weekend? Let's just start off with that. And maybe you can plan your meals for the week. We don't even care if they're pasta or pizza. We don't even care. But do you have a plan? So sometimes it is setting up that that environmental support. And then you can say, well, now that I'm used to planning and shopping, okay, now maybe I can buy better food. So again, it, it's it's personalized. I, it's so refreshing. It's refreshing to hear everything that you're saying. It's, I would like to say it's going against what we are conditioned, right? Uh, what we were conditioned to think about weight loss. Um, right away, that concept of adding, what can we add? is like, it's a total contradiction of losing weight, right? And what we're thinking <laughs> out there, what can you eliminate? What are you eating right now that are wrong for you, right? Eliminate that. But it's like that. It's so refreshing to hear someone coming, you know, saying that, like, well, let's look at what we can add. Let's start with that, right? And then I also appreciate you addressing the trauma, right? The the history of the person, what happened to them. Because I believe that we are who we are because of what happened to us. That includes the way we eat and nourish ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. And for, you know, uh, for you, right? A nutritionist, um, somebody who helps people lose weight. Like, I truly appreciate getting curious about that, about an individual, right? Right? What happened to you, right? Um, and, and you know, and of, car- of course, obviously, like looking at the, the environment, um, and, and, you know, and looking at like, you know, like uh, how it's your life, right? How do you live your life? Like, how is this environment that you live in? Um, maybe, you know, like, um, let's see what will happen if you, we do some planning that right? we're just going to the groceries. They're planning, you know, um, um, grocery shopping, food shopping. Um, no, it's refreshing. That's all I'm saying. And I like going to the tangent because I appreciate that. And it's refreshing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. As I said, I've spent a lot of time thinking. (laughs) Oh, here's here's what I'm curious about. Like, like you said, you spend a lot of time very passionate about this. However, I'm like, what and when did you start doing this? Like, I want to know what happens to you that you're like, you know, like, what's your history? How did you end up being this very passionate individual um, and helping women mostly? you know, be successful in their, you know, in their health. So tell us a little bit more about your background. Yeah. So I think fundamentally I am excited about problem solving. I'm not, I'm not a test taker. I I'm terrible at the Rubik's cube or anything like that puzzles. I'm not good at that, but an intellectual problem. I, it's exciting for me. And I, I started, um, I, I started, I decided to become a nutritionist because I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune condition of the thyroid. And uh, that really started me on my journey of nutrition. 
And I, you know, when I uh, graduated and I mentored under a, a functional medicine doctor for a year and a half, and then I worked for her for six years in functional medicine. And that was really addressing uh, any type of uh, condition that was challenging. So getting to the root causes of, for example, why someone had would developed uh, Parkinson's at age 45, right? That would be like a typical uh, patient that we had, like very challenging stuff. And I love that work and I learned a lot, but uh, I, I just felt, I kept going back to weight loss because I felt like there's something there that's intriguing me. And um, I eventually just said, you know, I'm going to just dive into this. Now, in the background of all of that, I had an issue with eating. I would I would call it disordered eating, not a true eating disorder, uh, where every night I had to eat something after dinner, even if I wasn't hungry. And a lot of women have this, you know, 8, 9, 10 p.m. And it, it was really a reward. I wasn't hungry. I was using it as an emotional kind of like solve, right? Like to make myself feel better. And... Um, I became a nutritionist and I'm still doing this and I'm learning like, this is not good for my body. And that combined with my desire, my curiosity about how to help people lose weight kind of came together. And I started with myself. I started to, to try to understand how I could stop that nighttime, really addictive eating behavior. And uh, it took me a while, but I did figure that out. And and it was all, most of it was my mindset, of course. <laughs> I'm sure you would agree with that. Um, and so I overcame that. And then I said, I'm curious about weight loss. So we started studying and then I, and I really delved in and started taking on weight loss clients. And the more I did it, the more I saw that there were a lot of insurance problems, but it took me a couple of years to really figure out what the root cause of the problem was. I, I, I couldn't quite, you know, experience, knowledge, whatever. Um, but after a couple of years, I pretty much figured it out. And so I've just, we've just been, you know, refining our approach to make it better after that. And it, it really is, a, it, honestly, it is, a, a, I think, a life calling for me because the, and again, you know, I focus on women. I think that um, it is, it is a way for me to help women. I'm a, I, I, I feel that kindred, I don't know what it is. There's something, a desire in me to help other women. I, I almost feel like it's like a feminist issue, which I'm, I don't consider myself a feminist per se, but I feel like women have gotten the short end of the stick in the weight loss industry because we, unlike men as women, we are taught from a very young age that our physical appearance determines our worth. Value. Yeah, right? Or, yeah, our value, exactly. Yeah. So, and men have their own issues. I'm not saying society is yeah. perfect for men, but for women. So if you happen to genetically maybe put on a little extra pounds than somebody else, you know, maybe when you're 16 or 17 and or your mom is always worried about her weight. You're going to Weight Watchers when you're 10 years old or 12 years old, which a lot of women have shared with me. Uh, you're already from a very young age becoming obsessed with your appearance, your body fat, your body composition, and it just gets worse from there. It doesn't, it never gets better. I mean, for some people it gets better, but most people it just gets worse. So um, I, I wanna stop that. I think it's damaging. I think it's it's truly, uh, it's, it's actually, I think, 
probably would accumulate to trauma. I, I'm not an expert in trauma by any means, but- No, you're right. No, you're right. You're totally right. It's the conditioning, right? It's like what we see our parents do, how they, how our moms, you know, view themselves. And as children, we see that. And yes, it's not like the typical shock trauma that we're so used to to thinking about. But then it's it's those little, you know, feelings that we felt like, oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, my, I don't look pretty today, so I'm not good enough. Or like, oh, I gained weight. You know, and, and that's something that you're right, like girls, like at a very early age, learn to be conscious about the way they look, right? And conscious about the way they weigh, right? Like the, the weight that they have and, 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 and it's so damaging. It's damaging, right? Um, and, and you have two daughters and I, uh, and like, you know, and, and, and I have a daughter and, you know, and I, you know, and now that I'm more aware and, and have done my own work, I realized that, oh, I have to show up for this kid, you know, uh, in a way wherein she's, it's going to be a lot of self-love for myself. So I'm being a good example, right. Yes. Of good, you know, of self-love for her. So she's can, that's, what's going to be ingrained in her brain that she's worthy. She's good enough. She is loved because her mother loved herself and loved her who she is and takes care of herself, right? Yes. herself first. So I'm like, yeah, uh, that is so big, so big, Maria. And that, that's a good motivation too. I think for some people, uh, my daughter said to me the other day, just the other day, she said to me, she's 17. She goes, you know, mama, I think you really taught me and, and Belle, her sister, how to, um, take care of our bodies and not like criticize ourselves. She goes, she said, all of my friends are constantly looking at what they're eating and they think they're fat and they're not. And she goes, I don't have any of that. And I was like, job done, job done correctly. <laughs> oh my God, that gave me goosebumps. Right, that must, you must be so proud of yourself, right? Like, I mean, I was conscious of this, you know, so I was, I definitely consciously, and being a nutritionist, I think, you know, like, I don't know, I got my degree when she was 10 or 11, not, not even, she was younger than that. So I, I, I never wanted my kids to be like obsessed with food or nitpicky about food. I was very careful about that. But yeah, I, I am proud of that. I will, I will take, take that, take the credit for that. Um, and, and I'm just thinking I should get my girls to come to the conference in, in May in Philly. Yes! Wouldn't that be cool? Oh my God. I got to get them, them with me. Yes, I'll be like this, this year will be the first year that I'm going to get my daughter involved too. She just turned 10. Like she hadn't been there, but she's, she was so little. She was with my mom and she would just go there for a little bit and then, you know, and then go home. But this year, like I, I'll have her be involved, like maybe give some swan bags, you know, like mm -hmm. something like that. And with, with another friend of hers, but I think it will be, it will be amazing to see, to meet your daughters. Right. Um, and also, you know, for them to be a part of that and see their mom shine and talk about what she loves right yeah. and you know inspiring and educating and empowering other women what a great example right yeah yeah and also like you were saying i love for them to i've invited them to other women's conferences before because i want them to see that it, it's not just me but there's there are a lot of women out there who will support each other 
And, you know, because there's a lot of pettiness, especially when you're teenagers, you know, girls, you know, they're not always supportive of each other. And I think in general, our culture kind of makes it challenging sometimes. So I, I love for them to be exposed to women who are supporting each other and, and who are care about themselves, like you said, who are practicing that self-care and, 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 and that they're powerful. You know, a lot of powerful, successful, strong women out here. I, I just, I want my daughters to tap in because I really didn't tap into communities like that until I was like, you know, 45 years old or something. So um, I think it'd be good for them to learn that that exists. That exists exactly. Expose them to that, right? Yeah. I love that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, I appreciate you um, sharing your story, right? Um, but I'm curious, like, what do you do? What What is your morning routine? How does that look like? How does it mo motivate you, right, every day? Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I am so excited about my morning routine. It is. It it is. It inspires me throughout the day. So. I actually get up and I wash my face and I comb my hair <laughs> and then I sit in my bed and I meditate uh, for about 45 minutes every morning. And I include in that a little bit of physical activity, a little like light stretching, a couple of squats just to get the blood flowing. Uh, and then I do, you know, a, a meditation. And then I put on all my clothes now in the winter and I drive about 10 minutes to, I live 10 minutes from the Hudson River. And I either hike up this small mountain or I walk along the river. So it's about 30 to 45 minutes of outdoor nature time, movement, activity. And then I come home and I and I start working. So I usually start my work day at nine. You know, I get up at seven and I and I um and I come I'm here by nine and I and I I've I've started my day in a way where I'm moving my physical body, I'm I'm calming my nervous system. <laughs> Uh, with the meditation and the nature, and uh, it really sets me up. I kind of like to think of it as like my 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 coat, you know, the the the, or even just clothing. It it, it kind of provides a buffer between myself and the world. <laughs> if that makes any sense, you know, it, it relaxes me, it, it nourishes me, and I'm much more centered and thoughtful and intuitive and creative because of that. And uh, yeah, I I wouldn't. I'm 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 also very feel very appreciative that I have the opportunity to do that in the morning. Right? Not everybody can do that, and I understand that. You know, if it's five minutes because you're busy, great. Um, everybody has to work with what they have, but I do feel fortunate that I've created a life where I can do that. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's all self love. I, I yep for you because you're giving a lot to your family and also to your clients, right? But you got to start loving yourself first so that you can show up, right? And 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 I'm listening to you. That's so beautiful. Waking up, taking care of yourself first, calming your nervous system, satisfying that part of you. Like it sounded like you love nature, you love moving your body. And it's like, you know, like you, you start off with a happy thing to do for yourself with joy. Like you're doing things that brings you joy and then you start your day off with joy. Heck, then you then you show up to work like feeling joyful and you just read that, right? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I don't I, I think we, you know, and and you could take this to I love talking about high performance. That's like a big thing that I'm interested in. Uh, you know, it, the the people who want to be successful in life in their career performance 
basically it's creativity, it's focus, it's mental acuity, it's memory, it's it's being able to think on your feet, right? There's so many different aspects of performance. You got to be taking care of the machine, which is I, I, the body is the machine, right? Yeah. Uh, you, you can't expect your body to be uh, responding to everything that life throws at you. Uh, if you're com- if you're compromised, and I'm not perfect, I drank some rum last night. What the occasion, Oh yeah. So you know, I mean, I I think it's good to to. I'm not a perfectionist. I I don't. I think perfection doesn't exist, and um, I'm not perfect. But I I but like you said, I put myself first so that I can be my best and I can get everything I want in life, which is, you know, healthy relationships, successful career and a healthy body. And that's what I want. So I think anybody who wants that needs to, you, there, it's non-negotiable. You have to put yourself first. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. And it reminded me of like, uh, when I went on vacation, right? I, I just got back from Hawaii and visiting family with my daughter. And it was such a total vacation in a way that I didn't do any work. Like I read, I napped, I napped. I went to the beach a lot. I, you know, and and it's like, I, like I was in vacation mode, right? And then I like, I'm doing this because I love what I do. I love what I do so much that I need to take care of my machine. Like what you're saying of myself, so I can continue loving what I do. Because once I don't take care of myself, don't take care of this machine, then I will fall apart. And I can't show up the, you know, the way I want to show up and my clients want me to show up or even for my family, right? especially my daughter, right? I want to show up for her. But, but yeah, I can't show up for these people, for other people if I am breaking down. So, so that was like, oh yeah, that vacation, I'm like, I'm doing this for y'all. It's for me, but trust me, it will benefit you a lot too. Yeah. Right? And yeah. and there is, in my opinion, there is a, a lot more potential that we all have as human beings and most of us are not tapping into it. We we could all, I, I know I'm working on, a lot of it is internal, like mental um, inner work, like visual imagery and that kind of thing, meditation of um, really bringing myself up to a level that I never thought was possible. Um, and I think a lot of that is, you know, what's exciting is the creativity, the creative thinking, the problem solving. That, I mean, you can take it to the next level and the next level and the next level. And why not do that? Why not? The world is going to be, the whole point of that is to make the world a better place. That's the whole point of it. Snap, snap. Oh my goodness, Yes. Like if you tap into your creativity, it's not only just making you feel joyful that you're creating, but you're also affecting the world, right? Making the world a beautiful place with whatever you're creating. And I'm not just talking about painting and, you know, but those are great too, but I'm talking about like the ideas you come up with and then, you know, and, and create and being creative. Oh, yeah, I, I can talk to you for hours, girl. Um, <laughs> But, but I, I have a few more questions that I want to ask you. And, but, and yeah. I want I also want to do a rapid fire question for you and get you on keep you on your toes. Okay. okay. So all right. So um so I'm like wondering too, um, how do you show up for yourself every single day? Is, is it your morning routine, but or is there another way that you show up for yourself every single day? 
I, I think the the morning routine is important. I would say overall presence, being present, uh, you know, not shutting down my emotions. That's really important. Yeah, and and Ooh. actually, yeah. that's not. I love no, the because idea. it's like because I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's like that. And it's, again, it's refreshing to hear somebody say that because the society had programmed us to suppress our emotions and. You know, like there's no time for that, right? So I digress. Go ahead, keep going. No, yeah, that's totally. I agree. I, I, we not only do we suppress them, but we think they're bad. No, the good yes. ones are bad, but the bad ones are bad. Like fear is bad, sadness is bad, grief is bad. I disagree. I disagree. And listen, it doesn't feel any better for me than it does for anybody else. Fear is painful. Nervousness, anxiety is painful. But I have, I'm committed to turning toward that that those emotions and that pain and and being with them allowing myself to experience them and i love the idea it's it's ref this is refreshing is i get to feel fear i get to feel sadness isn't it i love that feeling and even like can i savor it can i savor it like this is all part of life and one day i'm not going to get to do this anymore so even when it's really bad I get to do that. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I think it's really, I, no, I agree. It's like, it, and that is such radical self-love and acceptance, right? It's like, instead of shaming, like, I can't believe I'm feeling this way. I need to stop feeling this way. Right. But then you're like, I get to feel fear. I get to feel this way. Right. Like, it's like, it's like accepting it, that it's okay to feel this way. Yeah. I love yeah. That. Yeah, and you can even take it the next step, which is, what am I? Why? Why does this keep why? coming up for me? What can I learn from this? Like, what lesson? I call them the big beautiful lessons. Like, what are my big beautiful lessons here? You know? Oh, it, and it usually comes down to, oh, that's right. I I always forget that I'm worthy. I'm enough, and and I just got another reminder that I doubt that sometimes. You know, when I feel bad, when I feel afraid. It's because somewhere inside of me, I think I'm not enough. I'm not going to be good enough for that situation. So I got to dial it back down and go, oh, right. That's right. There's that thing where I think I'm not enough, but I am enough. So it's actually that opportunity, that negative emotion is an opportunity. So-called negative emotion is an opportunity for me to explore myself and what's important to me, what matters to me, what, you know, so I, I if it, and I'm not, again, I get caught up in being an emotional tailspin for days and blaming myself and making myself wrong. But then but I, I'm getting, I'm developing that habit of, of, of less time in that negative tailspin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I appreciate you, you know, expressing that because yeah, like um, it's progress, right? And it's a practice, it's a progress, you know, and we look at it that way. Um, and I love that part of like, um, and actually as I'm listening to you, like it's it like it's the for for me when I work with clients I have the palm like P A L M and it's very similar to what you're talking about like like I if there's a negative thought right negative emotion quote unquote negative emotion right it's like you pause right palm stands for pausing accepting learning why and then mindful action instead of reaction right so it's like um so you pause you acknowledge the feeling which which is what you're saying. Like acknowledge, accept how I'm feeling right now, and then 
L is learning why you're feeling that way. And for you, it's like L is the lesson, right? Mm-hmm. Lesson, what is this coming up for me? Oh, because I'm feeling this way because my, you know, my pain of like, I'm not feeling worthy, right? Or like, I'm not enough, right? And these are all from my childhood, right? And our, and it's like, right? And then, and instead of um, really just staying there, you know, um, like you, you develop a mindful response instead of like the reactivity of like you know like anything you know whatever that person typically do instead of loving themselves yeah and accepting themselves yeah Yeah. so what sometimes so i was just gonna say sometimes for me that action that mindful action is just telling myself that it's okay that i feel that way (laughs) it works very well actually (laughs) sorry but but yeah no it, it all comes back to like accepting radical self-love and acceptance right like it's okay it's okay right so um no because i was thinking like what what with what you're doing right i'm I'm talking about you're so refreshing jill you're you're saying things that are total opposite of what what everybody else is saying out there when it comes to weight loss um but what do most people misunderstand about your work I, w- I would go back to uh, what we were talking about earlier. I-, I think, you know, just all the misconceptions about weight loss, I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, and also just being a nutritionist, a lot of times people will be like, you're not going to make, just joking. I'm not saying our clients, but like, you know, at like a party or something, people might say like, oh, you know, I- I'm sorry for eating this hot dog in front of you. And I'm like, I don't care. I, like, I'm you don't think of me like a doctor. I'm not going to judge. I'm a professional. I'm not here to judge you. I'm here to, to help if you want. But obviously at a party, I'm not going to judge people. I don't care. I'm probably eating the hot dog too, you know? <laughs> Although I don't like hot dog I do like food. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um. And I think we, 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 you know, we, we kind of tap into this, like when, you know, when you started becoming interested in your career path and it was like, um, you started with doing your own work first, right? Like, tell us a little bit more of like, you know, like the first, um, the first time you became interested in this career path, right? I mean, that goes way back to, uh, I, I was always a lover, a food lover, kind of like a, not, I want to say a foodie. But I was brought up in an Italian household, and and we always food food was always cooked from scratch. And uh, I remember even as a child, um, kind of seeing the dichotomy, you know, the the false dichotomy really of healthy food versus delicious food. And so I think uh, you know, and that's something I do talk about now. Like how how can we make healthy nutritious food delicious? Right? We want we want both. Um, but. Yeah. So I, I don't know, you know, I think just that really the diagnosis of Hashimoto's really set me off uh, to want to become a nutritionist. It, it just, um, I started trying to heal myself and, and got really interested in that. And yeah, that was the, uh, but you know, I think like most people, when you think about your career, you can go all the way back to your childhood and look at things that you were, you know, you were interested in and excited about. So there's some of that as well. I've always been interested in food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, when you were still a kid, what did you hope you would grow up to become? Oh, when I was a kid, I wanted to be an actor. Oh, okay. Well, what, 
Like, tell me a little bit more about that. Let's unpack that a little bit more. Like, so you always wanted to be an actor and then? Well, I wanted, I think I wanted to be an actor because I wanted to be at the center of attention. And, you know, I have a big family and I think, again, going back to the, like, not feeling enough thing of like, I had to be loud and, and outgoing and get, get and capture attention. And so that I was always kind of like performing. Uh, and then people always would say, well, Jill, you should be an actor because you're always trying to be the center of attention. And I, I think I just kind of got that from other people. Uh, but I never really, you know, that was more when I was younger. Uh, I really didn't. In my teens, I really didn't uh, have a whole career in mind, but I did want to um, live abroad, and I actually ended up living in Japan for seven years in my 20s. Oh, cool. What did you do in Japan? By various things, because I was there three different occasions. I've, I've worked there, I've studied there, and I also, the last time I was there with my husband, uh, we were, ex you know, he was working there. I was just a housewife, as they say. <laughs> Kind of hard work, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It was, it was rough, you know, in Tokyo, but yeah. So I love, I love Japan, and um, that's a big part of the development of who I am. Actually, living there for so long. Yeah. Oh, Japan is a fascinating place. That's so cool. Yeah. All right. Well, um, well, this part now is what I call the rapid fire question part. And um, and uh, what it is, is that I ask you a question and you, the first thing that comes to your mind, just spit it out. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> okay. Um, and, you know, it can be one word or it can be a sentence. So here we go. You ready? All right. So who is the famous person you would like to meet that are alive and why? Oh, definitely Jalen Hurts. Oh. <laughs> and I know you're in Philly, right? Or in the... <laughs> Stop answering that accent. Dying. Oh, God. Like, are you an eagle? I am. Oh, I, am. Oh, I like you even more. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, why? Why do you want to meet him? Aside from me, a Eagles fan. Oh, just he's incredibly attractive. <laughs> <laughs> I have no deep, um, you know, any kind of. Uh, there's nothing deep about this. It's just he's just hot. <laughs> he is. He is. And then you know, and his humility and his calm demeanor is just makes him so much more hotter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. His personality definitely enhances yeah. his looks for sure. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love it, Chip. I love it. All right. Um, next question. Woo! You totally distracted me, right? Okay. Cool. I love it. You threw me off. I love it. Okay. So, next question. What's your superpower? Um, I want to say presence. I guess say the first thing that comes to mind, right? Presence. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is a superpower. Right, we can all easily be distracted, and being present is a superpower. Yeah, I'm kind of like calm. Like if a lot of if there's a lot of chaos going on, I'm just like calm. <laughs> you know, it's just focus. Like I can, I'm a good person to have around in an emergency for some reason. I don't know why, but yeah. Oh, that is a superpower. So, what's your kryptonite then? What's your weakness? Rum? 
Um, what? I, I wait, wait, no, I'm gonna revise that statement. Okay, um, okay. You know what? My, my kryptonite, ironically, is the opposite of presence. I, I, I can easily get into that like rush, 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 go, go, go mode, and my nervous system gets really hyped up, and that is not good for me. Yes, yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Um. Okay, well, thank you for playing that game. I appreciate that. Uh, you made me laugh so hard. I think that's the, that is the, like, yeah. Um, it's, I, I wanted to say, well, I can't even express myself anymore, Jill. I was like, you really broke, threw, threw me off in a really good way. You made me laugh so hard, and it's the first time I really laughed so hard in a, in a, in a podcast interview. So, oh. you heard that badge. Oh, <laughs> thank you. I've really enjoyed this too. It's been fantastic. I love your presence and your keen, very, very keen listening. It's, it's, it's wonderful. That's what I get paid for. To be a good listener. That's right. That's right. That's right. (laughs) So, okay. So, um, well, we give our guests the opportunity to invite our listeners to whatever they are having or coming up. Um, so please take this opportunity to invite our listeners. Where can they find you? Um, what program you're having coming up? So, yeah. Well, I don't know when this is coming out, but I'll say in general, uh, one, I have a podcast. So please check out the podcast. It's called the Jill Cruz Podcast. Very easy to remember and find. Uh, I would definitely invite people to check that out. And also just to go to our website, which is winweightloss.com. That's W-Y-N for With Your Nature. Um, and I have a lot of articles on there. And I think for someone who's who's curious and exploring and just wants to learn, the blogs are, I mean, it's going back to years of, of my writing a lot of blog posts. So um, I think those are probably the two places I would direct people and I don't know when this is coming out, but I am doing a, I do every month we do a, f- a free, it's complimentary. We call it a lunch and learn. Uh, anybody's invited. And um, in, on March 1st, we're doing one on sleep, how to sleep better, which is a big issue for a lot of people. So um, if, if this comes out before March 1st, then uh, if not, just reach out to me because we do them every month and we, we try to get those types of, of hot topics. And, and it's on a, um, is it on a Thursday, like at 1 p.m., or is it varies as well? Oh, it's it's usually on a, a March 1st. Wednesday. Wednesday, sorry. Yeah, it's a Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. I usually do them on Wednesdays at like 1, but not always the first Wednesday. It, it, it varies. But uh, if, if somebody reaches, I mean, anybody can email me or reach out on my website through the contact, and I can, um, you know, if you're on my email list, you're going to get notifications about, all the things that we do like that fun stuff yeah i do love your um I, i'm on your newsletter i'm on your email list so i get your newsletter and i love it and i highly recommend your your website because there's a lot of things that you you know education you want to get education you, there's a lot of resources there and also some quizzes that i have taken so yeah so at our radio podcast we have our guests have the last words of wisdom so what would be your parting words to our listeners today before we say adios? I'll have to go with what we've already talked about. And that is, um, I, I often say to people, love yourself anyway. Love yourself anyway. It could be a mantra even. 
Love yourself anyway. I don't care if you ate 65 cookies last night. Love yourself anyway. Doesn't matter. So that's a big, um, I guess, quote or little expression that I use a lot. <laughs> love yourself out I love it. And with that, we say adios. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We hope to see you at our upcoming events. Go to divagirltribe.com or follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at DivaGirlTribe. Become a member and join our Diva Girl 411 Facebook group.